Bullshit. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO and founder of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing firm. How has marketing changed and remained the same after one full year of COVID-19? Now that we've celebrated the anniversary of this world-changing event and illness disease of COVID-19, it's time to take a look back at that year, see how it's impacted us as marketers and storytellers. First, when you think about what has changed the most, it's the customer experience. You don't need me, a marketing thought leader, to tell you that the customer experience in our lives has changed dramatically for each and every one of us due to COVID-19. What that means for us as marketers is we need to continue to advocate to the leaders that we work with, whether that's internally as a marketing manager, marketing specialist, marketing director, VP of marketing, chief marketing officer, chief experience officer, or if it's those of us who are helping the corporate side through marketing firms, digital marketing boutiques, ad agencies, PR firms, marketing consultants. What we need to do is continue to advocate for marketing as both strategic and creative, and that it is the behavioral science that drives the creative art. Because if we don't continually advocate for that, we become Marcom, marketing communications. And I'll talk to you about that today throughout. Marketing communications are important, but they are not marketing. And there's a big difference. Marketing involves the strategy, the metrics, the KPIs, the ROI solutions. It involves marketing operations. It involves understanding the customer experience and driving and changing it. So we know that COVID-19 has dramatically changed our customer experience for whatever we do. So we as marketers need to push the people that we work with to understand that changing that customer experience on an ongoing basis involves marketing because one element of it is how we distribute the products and the services. It's all changed. We have seen a significant increase in TV viewing. Traditional TV viewing has gone up 63% since COVID-19 hit a year ago. Web browsing has increased 70%. And we've seen that people want storytelling to be helpful and human. 77% of us said we want storytelling to be these two words, helpful, help us get what we need, and human. So the first thing that has happened with the customer experience involves one of those four Ps that Philip Kotler started talking about as the father of marketing decades ago. Distribution strategies, placement, placement of your product or service. The distribution strategies are a critical piece of marketing, and that has changed dramatically. So those marketers who are primarily marketing communications aren't as worried necessarily about those distribution strategies or maybe aren't pushing as much as they could be advocating marketing be involved in changing those distribution strategies. 
involved in gathering the information to understand what the customers are thinking about the distribution strategies. Because as I said, the major thing that has changed is the customer experience. And the major piece of the customer experience that has changed has been how we receive the products and services differently today than a year ago. So that P of placement, the distribution strategies, that has changed. That in turn changes marketing because marketing has to continually find out ways to get the product to the customer in a manner that satisfies the customer and enhances that customer experience. That's a big piece of marketing that's changed where we want to continually be at the table, continually be driving the market research, the trends setting, and the understanding of the customer, and providing that information to our operational team so we change how we distribute the product or service. We need to continually be thinking of ways on our own that can make that customer experience better, that can make that distribution strategy stronger so that that P of placement is maximized and leveraged for our companies or our clients. The second thing that ties to that change is the product offerings. The second P, the product, the product offerings. Product offerings have had to change, sometimes in horrific ways because we've had to see businesses close down and we've saw a restaurant industry plunged, uh, plummeted in, and in, in valuable and ways that they can get the word out and ways that they can actually get people into their restaurant and how they're allowed to do business. But almost every company has had to tweak their product offering. So you're tweaking how it's distributed, the P of placement, and you're tweaking the actual product. We at Mass Solutions had to shift, adapt, and innovate the first week of the pandemic so that we could help our clients be able to tell their stories in new ways. So we had to have new products and services. So this hits every company, regardless of how big you are and what industry you're in. So the pandemic has changed the product offerings. And we as marketers need to continually push to find out what the customer wants and how we can get it to them and deliver it to them. So remember, my definition of marketing is Find out what the customer wants through marketing intel. Listen to them and tweak the product or servicing so you can give it to them when and where they want it at a price they're willing to pay. And then you tell them about it again and again. The third part that has changed dramatically is the promotion P, the storytelling P of marketing. As I said, traditional TV viewership is up 63%. Web browsing is up 70%. Makes com common sense. I used to always say to my marketing classes decades ago when I was a young punk that marketing is logical. And it is logical. It's logical that traditional TV would increase, as would new TV with Netflix and so forth. Everything increased because we had to watch more TV, watched it on different screens. Web browsing would obviously increase when you are stuck, unable to do the things you're used to doing. That increased 70%. But what we told people when they asked us in the research, what did we want that storytelling to be? We want it to be helpful and human. 77% of the people said, 
the content that works for them is making it helpful and human. Now, I've talked to you for so long about authenticity and being you and being your company and telling your story by answering the two why questions, your why or reason for being and your customer's why or reason for buying. Leverage the answer to the two why questions to form one big idea. And I've said that idea has to be authentic. It has to be real. It has to be true. It can be no, it has to be no bullshit. That's the essence of no bullshit marketing. So making your storytelling helpful and human is living the no BS mantra. And that's what 77% of you told us that you wanted. There also has to be a focus on employees, B to E. And business to employee storytelling, B to E, is about recruitment and retention. And it's about treating your employees as the key target audience that they are. Been talking about that a long time. And here's what proves that that's what's changed. Buyers, customers are ranking how you treat your employees as one of the top reasons that they'll buy from you or not buy from you. So it's no longer just let's talk to our employees so that they can become a de facto member of the marketing team, which is pretty important, but many people neglect and don't leverage, make them a de facto member of the marketing team. It also used to always be talking about at Mass Solutions about retention. We talked about listening to employees, doing things to make their experience as an employee better and communicate to them so they want to stay and recruit for you. So those two reasons remain. But now your customers or prospective customers are evaluating you and us, Mass Solutions too, they're evaluating us all on how we treat our employees. That's something that's changed because of the pandemic. We've all seen how this pandemic has impacted us and our coworkers, our team members. And so we're much more sensitive than we used to be about how employees are treated. So B to E, business to employee storytelling, is hugely important today. Customers are evaluating you based on it. Prospects are evaluating based on it. It helps with your recruitment. It helps with your retention. It helps with your storytelling. And now it helps with your customer acquisition and your customer retention. Now, those are some of the things that have changed, but as you could tell by my points, they've also remained the same. The major tenets of marketing and storytelling have remained. If we didn't talk about the fourth P, since we've talked about distribution changing with the customer experience changing placement, we've talked about how customers need to have different products and services because of the pandemic. That's the P of, of product. And we talked about promotion or storytelling. I want to mention that storytelling comes down to video, video, and video. And it comes down to search, search, and search. <laughs> so that third P of promotion has to focus on B2E, business to employee, storytelling, because it helps with employees becoming members of the marketing team, de facto members. It helps with recruitment. It helps with retention. And it helps because we now as buyers, customers, want to see how companies treat their employees. 
So that's a big part of the promotion. But also, in all of these, the tactical pieces that need to be used are video and search because the storytelling from video is huge, and you have to be able to make it so that your content is helpful and human and people can find what they need quickly and easily, and you have to leverage AI and voice search and so forth. But the fourth P comes down to pricing. And pricing is a part of marketing. I get frustrated with marketers that I've worked with, younger marketers coming out of college, even MBA grads who had a marketing focus in undergrad that don't emphasize how essential marketing is to driving the pricing of a company. And that's a tough thing to do, so I, I don't want to sound critical because I know it is tough when you're dealing with that long-standing CFO who also has her controller with her, and they can come to you and push back because finance knows how things should be priced, and they do. But marketing has to have a big role in pricing. And pricing needs to be focused on what the market commands and demands, but also what your strategic financial goals are from a margin standpoint, gross and net profit margins. And that's why marketing ROI is significant under that fourth P of pricing. But here's something that I'm going to go into more in another episode. Marketing ROI ends up focusing more on digital marketing ROI and the marketing communications mix. And that's a problem. I want to say that again. People focus on tactical marketing metrics that evaluate the digital marketing communications mix. That's important. You should evaluate the digital marketing mix. You should evaluate your Google AdWords, your keywords, your SEO. You should evaluate your blog content, any paid ads that you do in your video that you buy on, maybe you use cable, YouTube buys, whatever. You should evaluate the tactical marketing that you do under the digital marketing communications. But so many of you out there think that that's where marketing ROI is, lives, and stops. And that's not true. That's tactical marketing metrics. You also need strategic marketing KPIs. And when you start focusing on strategic marketing KPIs, that's when the CFO and her controller are going to listen more. That's when the CEO is going to listen more. That's when the leadership team is going to respect marketing more. When you keep focusing on digital marketing communications metrics that evaluate the digital marketing communications mix, you get lumped into the tactical box and you become an expense rather than an investment. So if you're an internal marketer or someone at a marketing firm, marketing agency, this is something you need to think about. Strategic marketing KPIs like lifetime value or patient lifetime value, customer lifetime value, customer acquisition cost, the ratio between the two. Those in conjunction with tying that all back to the company's gross margin goals, the company's net margin goals, the company's break even on particular products and services, break even point. And then you look at your marketing from that as an ROI. 
that's when you will take it to the next level. Far too many people stuck with the digital marketing communications metrics that evaluate the digital marketing communications channels, the marketing mix. That should remain, and marketing should know that. But the leadership team cares about strategic marketing KPIs that impact the top and bottom line. So that's something where you have an opportunity now because COVID-19 over the last year has changed marketing in that respect. Now everyone on that leadership team wants to understand is marketing ROI there. More and more people are wanting to try to understand it. More people in the C-suite, more of your financial people. So you have an opportunity. Do you do the same old, same old? And go tell them about bounce rate and impressions and how long someone stayed on the website and all that stuff that's important to us as marketers. And maybe you give a quick overview. Or are you going to go to the next level and change and use this as an opportunity and build strategic marketing KPIs that can impact the top and bottom line that show how you helped drive a product or service to quickly hit the break-even point and go beyond to show how you help the company achieve their top and bottom line goals. That's when you've taken marketing ROI to where it should be, and that's when marketing will be thought of differently and seen as an investment and a major driver of the company. Instead of seen as an expense and being evaluating marketing mixed channels that's not really what we're all about if we're true marketers. If we're no BS marketers, yes, we want to evaluate which channel to use, but we also want to evaluate, did we change the customer experience? Did we have the right target market and segment down and use a buyer persona so that we can reach, influence, and engage that target audience? Did we have the correct pricing to gain market share? Did we tell a story that therapy of promotion that was helpful and human? And did we have both strategic marketing KPIs and tactical marketing metrics that we could convey to a leadership team so that people understood how marketing was impacting the top and bottom line and also how it was impacting each product or service from a break-even analysis and a profitability standpoint? That's when you've taken marketing to the next level, and that's when you can see a change in marketing that helps you and your company or your client one year after COVID-19. I hope you found this interesting and valuable because a lot of the stuff that changed remains the same as well. There are some major changes that I've touched on, but the major principles of marketing and the major principles of storytelling remain intact. They can be leveraged in a different way a year later after COVID-19 began. Thanks for listening. To another episode of the NoBS Marketing Show, recorded here in our studios in bold, beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.